And the guests I've had on my show are really just the tip of the iceberg, to be honest. I have so many other well-known, famous contacts from a variety of industries. You might just be shocked to look at my Skype list or past emails. episode of the new music industry podcast it's david andrew weeb here so this week i finally returned to abbotsford i took my time and enjoyed the sights along the way there's a lot to see on that 10 hour drive there's mountains there's hills there's trees there's lakes there's rivers it's a lot of beautiful scenery and I happen to think a change in environment always does you some good. You get to see things from a different perspective and maybe rethink your approach to things. And that's exactly what's happened. You know, I come back and I'm in a new routine and I'm doing things a little bit differently. So that's great. Other than that, I'm really just getting caught up with odds and ends. So I don't have too much more to say there, but I'll introduce today's topic. So there are a couple of times I've been asked to do something very specific in the music industry, which isn't to say I haven't been asked to do a lot of different things in the music business, but there were a couple of artists that came to me asking for something specialized, and that got me thinking a little bit. I started wondering if maybe people don't understand what I'm doing with Music Entrepreneur HQ or the podcast. I mean, it's really late in the game to have that kind of realization. We're almost 200 episodes into the podcast. And if you're on a weekly schedule, that means you've been podcasting successfully for four years, which is exactly the case. In reality, it's been much longer than that since I started podcasting about the music business back in 2009, but I took a little break in the middle and started this thing up. But over the course of the last four years, I've talked about a lot of initiatives and involvement with different projects and communities. I thought it might be a good idea to let it be known that there is a particular function I serve in the music business. And truth be told, it takes every ounce of spare time and energy I have after I'm done serving my clients. Although I guess it's not separate. It's really all part of the whole picture. So it's okay to think of this episode as part of a series that basically began in episode 194, where I reintroduced myself to you, which I felt was really important to do. So I think this episode is going to play a key role in helping you see what I'm up to. So today's topic is, why am I not a talent manager? Not why aren't you a talent manager, because that would be a whole other conversation. But why is David Andrew Weeb not a talent manager? After all, not to prop myself up in the slightest, but I'm well-connected, I'm well-spoken, I'm well-read, and I'm quite knowledgeable about a lot of things, be it social media, marketing campaigns, the recording process, productivity, scheduling, personal development, mindset, or otherwise. I'm pretty sure I'm missing some things there. And the guests I've had on my show are really just the tip of the iceberg, to be honest. I have so many other well-known, famous contacts from a variety of industries. You might just be shocked to look at my Skype list or past emails. Not to dwell on that in any capacity. Anyway, wouldn't that make me the perfect candidate to be a manager? I had a couple of artists approach me in the past to do this very thing. One was some crazy guy from Edmonton who couldn't string two sentences together. 
even if he was offering 50% of his total revenue, I still don't think I would work with him, mostly because I could see challenges with communication. I don't know, I feel like communication is such a lost art these days. I think I've said it before, but there's all these non-sequitur experts out there who don't even introduce themselves, don't mention their name, don't even establish context for what they're talking about, and just say something like, read books to be successful. Guys, this is nonsense. It's a horrible way to communicate with anybody. Stop listening to people who talk to you that way and stop talking to others that way. It still matters that you have good manners and etiquette when communicating with other people. You should introduce yourself and let people know what the benefit is for them in the conversation. There was another artist from Calgary who approached me about this, and I could see he was serious about wanting to work with me, and like the first artist, offered to give me a significant percentage of his total. Honestly, it may have even been 100%. Ultimately, I didn't take him up on it, and yet again, I think it was the right move for me. He booked studio time with me on two or three separate occasions, and every single time he was a no-show, so after that, I was not going to agree to book any more studio time or set aside time for him because it's my life. I really can't work with anyone that can't respect another's time. I've got better things to do, really. Now, managers and booking agents are generally two different things, though in these instances, I'm pretty sure both artists wanted me to handle both responsibilities. I'm going off on a tangent briefly here, but you know, never say never. One day I might consider becoming a talent manager, just not an agent. My skill set is definitely better suited to a manager. But there's something else I haven't touched on yet, and it's a running theme I keep coming back to in my blog posts and in the podcast. And maybe that's okay because it reinforces an important message. The fact of the matter is, anything you're doing to earn a living, the economics have to make sense. I'm not going to work for anyone unless they do. And I'm going to draw up a realistic scenario here just so you can get a sense of what I'm looking at. Let's say I'm booking an artist that gets paid $150 per gig, which is pretty standard for two or three sets for a beginner to intermediate solo musician. For the sake of this scenario, I'll say I'm booking the artist every weekend or as much as possible. Let's just say three times per week. Now, most managers earn 10 to 25% of the total revenue. I will be incredibly generous here and say I'm earning 50% because it really sounded like the artists who wanted to work with me would be willing to give me that, if not more. Plus, they were asking me to handle two responsibilities simultaneously, so I don't think it's too much to expect that. I would basically be making $300 per week, which is $1,200 per month. And that's assuming there were enough gigs to go around that I could actually book three per week. Now that amount of money is nothing to sneeze at, but I can't live on it. I mean, sure, I could probably take on a few more artists and replicate the process. But seriously, is there anyone else willing to give me 50%? I would need to build my contacts, relationship with venues, figure out the logistics, and there's no question I would make some mistakes while figuring out all the details. It's just part of the process. Another major factor here is location. In Calgary, there were so few music venues already and they kept shutting down. It was always like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, three steps back. And finally, it just came to the point where it was one step forward, two steps back. 
basically what that means is I would have had to start building a list that spanned the entirety of Western Canada, if not all of Canada. And that kind of touring just isn't profitable unless you're really smart about it. Like what kind of talent manager would I be if I recommended you go on a tour where you make no money and end up giving up a good portion of it to me? And again, I was being generous at 50%. So if I was being more realistic and earning 10% as a new manager, it would be $60 per week or $240 per month. If you can't say amen, say ouch. So that's not going to work. I would need to manage 12 and a half artists per month just to earn $3,000. And I have no idea what half an artist is. I just, of course, and like I said, this might make sense for me in the future. I can't say I missed out on anything based on who wanted to work with me, though. So let me jump to the conclusion. What I'm up to with Music Entrepreneur HQ, the new music industry, and any initiatives that fall under these categories is this. Every 90 days, I come up with a new offer, something you, the listener, reader, viewer, can buy. It's why there's a products page on the website, and it's why it's the first link in the menu. You can even find a lot of great recommendations for tools and books here. We're really looking out for you. And during that 90-day period, I'm always sharing a ton of free content to start the value creation cycle. Whatever I make is generally driven by feedback I receive from you, so I want you to know your feedback matters and you're always welcome to let me know what you want next in terms of a product. The offers I make typically take the form of a book, an ebook, an audio program, or a course, though I've always made coaching available as well. And like I said, I'm open to other initiatives. Offers don't always come out at the end of March or the end of June on the dot. Timelines can vary and launch dates sometimes get pushed back for a variety of reasons. But even this year, I've launched one product for each quarter that has passed. Technically, it's closer to three already. While the Music Entrepreneur Code wasn't launched until May 15, it represents the first initiative of the year. I made a companion course as well, and this is only available to readers and buyers of the Music Entrepreneur Code. So that's basically like making two products already, if not more, because you can also get the Music Entrepreneur Code bundle, which includes a second ebook. Then just last week, I launched 170 music career tips for musicians. So there you go. Altogether, it's a lot like I launched three or four products already. I'm right on track. Remember how I said I start the value creation cycle by giving stuff away? Well, the podcast is just one form of that. There are also blog posts and videos. And the podcast, by the way, it's not a business model. So if you've ever thought of starting one yourself, this is a good thing to know. I won't say my podcast has never made me any money because that's not true. But for the most part, it has really served that purpose of starting and maintaining the value creation cycle. So if you're a podcast listener, I do appreciate you, but that's not completing the value creation cycle. I honestly can't tell you how many pieces of content are shared every single month because it varies, but if I had to guess, it's probably a minimum of 29 pieces per month. You wouldn't see all of them unless you were following me everywhere, but that's close to one piece of content per day. The completion of that value cycle comes in the form of sales. In other words, this is a reciprocal thing. I show up with something new you can buy every 90 days based on your feedback and make the offer so enticing you'd be crazy to refuse. Of course, many of you have refused, which is one of the reasons I'm addressing this. 
I'm being really vulnerable in sharing this, but I gotta say, like, sometimes I've been super perplexed over this. Now, really the downside is, first of all, we don't get to complete the value creation cycle. If it continues in this matter, it basically gets lopsided more and more over time. Just like you, I'm interested in building my 1,000 true fans, people who buy everything I create because they know me, they know the value of what I create, they know I put my heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears into everything I do, and then tell 10 of their friends to pick up what I'm sharing. This is the culture I'm looking to create. And if even if you look at my life, I've never been shy about spending on my personal growth. I've probably bought 30 or more Kindles this year alone, and I spent close to $1,000 on a course I have coming up. This is really to say nothing of the hundreds of dollars that go into apps and tools I use every single month, as well as the work my team handles. If you're here for the free stuff, that's fine. I did that a lot back in the day too, but until you take action, I'm concerned nothing's going to change for you. You know you didn't get here by accident, right? You're not just a random listener of the podcast. Your life matters, your career matters, your music matters. We got connected for a reason, and if you've listened this far into the show, all the more so. Now, taking action is not just about the money. The money is important, but I could be charging a hell of a lot more for my products, to be perfectly honest. It's more about the difference I know my products can make for you. So if I'm off track, I want you to be the one to say, hey, DA, what about this? Have you thought about this? Do you offer this? But based on the feedback I've been getting for what I've created, I don't think I'm off track. So if you're approaching this like a sponge, great, but the podcast is only gonna take you so far. You only validate yourself when you begin to invest in your own growth. So if that's not how you're approaching this, I'm really not sure if my content is for you. I imagine you're going to start to get very uncomfortable listening to me. In fact, you might be feeling really uncomfortable right now if you don't begin investing in yourself. That's really what this is about. It's about investing in yourself. We're talking about you here. Now I get it. These are strange and difficult times for a lot of people. Really, the virus has affected everybody. And maybe the timing is bad, but we can all come up with excuses instead of living the life we choose. Like I said, that's what this is about. It's about choosing yourself. So that's what I'm up to, and that's what I do. Until further notice, that's the cycle that I'm in. It's the value creation cycle. You're welcome to make suggestions, like I said, but let's get better at completing the open loops in our lives, especially the value and creation cycle. This is what you want for yourself too, isn't it? You want your thousand true fans, don't you? And you want them to complete the value creation cycle so you can go on doing the next big thing everyone knows you're capable of. Am I wrong? Well, that's what I'm doing too. And it's time for news and updates. So there have been some changes with the content at Music Entrepreneur HQ. We are basically down to publishing one podcast per week now. And so I wanted to explain why that is. Now, I know I just finished saying that we actually publish about 29 pieces of content on a monthly basis, but that has its roots in this strategy. So truth be told, it's really not as though we could be publishing a lot more as we've done in the past. The fact of the matter is that we wanted to focus on delivering one quality piece of content every single week. And that piece of content is then broken down into five snippets, maybe more, maybe less, that I then share all over social media. Then I usually follow up the episode with one to three blog posts over at davidandrewweeb.com. 
depending on what was covered and what I got out of it. This seems to make a lot of sense for now because I want MusicEntrepreneurHQ.com, the place where people discover and subscribe to the podcast. And then those blog posts are sometimes turned into audios and videos depending on the relevance and significance in my overall marketing plan. So this is basically what the upside down content strategy looks like. And I remember I talked about it briefly in a recent episode, but now you know. With that in mind, there is one more piece of content that I'm looking to add to Music Entrepreneur HQ every single month. I'm not sure what to call it yet. Right now it's called a monthly digest, monthly update, or monthly business report. This would be a fairly comprehensive look at everything that we're up to, including the podcast, any blog posts that went up, the products that we're currently promoting, and so forth. I think this is going to be a lot of fun to put together, and I also think it's going to be very value-adding. And two new blog posts went up at davidandrewweep.com this week that you may find of interest. And the first is alternative to Bandcamp, Nimbit, and Gumroad. I talked about the fact that we have Selfie as a new affiliate partner last week, I believe. So this blog post kind of expands on that. You can learn more about Selfie. And you can also go directly to musicentrepreneurhq.com slash Selfie if you're interested in taking advantage of their easy-to-use e-commerce platform to sell your music. And then the other blog post is the story behind 170 music career tips. Again, I think I introduced the ebook last week, and so here's a behind-the-scenes look at that, everything that went into it. Let's get into listener comments. Well, I got a random email from Andrew J. Thanks for sending this over. He sent a James Allen quote, of all things, and the quote goes like this. There are efforts and there are results, and the strength of the effort is the measure of the result. Chance is not. Gifts, powers, material, intellectual, and spiritual possessions are the fruits of effort. They are thoughts completed, objects accomplished, visions realized. Well, it's a really great quote, and I love James Allen's work. I read As a Man Thinketh multiple times. But Andrew, like I was saying earlier about communication, I would suggest making clear what your email is about next time. I appreciate the quote, as I'm sure my listeners do, but it's always a good idea to establish context. Maybe introduce yourself as well. Anyway, thanks for sharing. If you'd like to get in touch with me really well and truly, despite the various notes I get on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and so on, why are you guys contacting me there? The best way is to tweet me. I am at David A. Weeb, W-I-E-B-E. You're more likely to get a speedy response from me if you reach out to me there. I look forward to hearing from you. So we are on Patreon. If you're interested in supporting the ongoing creation of great content like this, our page is at patreon.com slash new music industry. And you've really got to get your hands on the Music Entrepreneur Code if you haven't already. It's at musicentrepreneurhq.com slash code. I'm David Anjouib, and I look forward to seeing you on the stages of the world. Thank you for listening. Music in this episode was brought to you by Brian Young. Wherever you're listening to this right now, please consider leaving a five-star review and comment to help us get the word out about the podcast. Thank you.